You are listening to Legally Binding, a podcast brought to you by Jackson Corporate Law that is all about providing the business community with useful and practical legal tips and advice for growing and sustaining business ventures. For more information, please feel free to visit our website at www.jacksoncorporatelaw.com. We hope you enjoy. And today, what I'm going to discuss briefly is uh, franchising. So, uh, a little bit later today, I'm speaking uh, at a, I'm hosting a workshop and sitting on a panel for the Midwest Franchising Expo. So I figured I might as well, you know, knock out two birds with one stone and just talk about that here. Uh, and so one of the things that I'm going to uh, talk about today is some of the legalities around franchising. And we'll talk from the standpoint of the franchisor. So what are some of the things that it takes in order to franchise your business? Because there are some folks out there that are not following regulations. First thing to know is that it is heavily regulated. In some states, it's regulated more uh, more than it is in others. Um, So you have it regulated at the federal level, um, regulated by the Federal Trade Commission. So they have their standards that are... Um, you know, imposed on everybody, especially franchises that are um, that are offering franchises in different states. So they're engaging in interstate commerce, uh, and that is what uh, what the stand what the basis is for the state. So with this, you have to draft something called a franchise disclosure document. So this is the main document. The, this can be anywhere from seventy five pages long to the whole document could be over three hundred pages long. Um, just depends on how large the franchise is, uh, and it has to be updated every year. But the franchise disclosure document, the FDD as they call it, has everything about the business. It has the history of the business. It has the backgrounds of the uh, of the of the significant folks, so the key people, the key personnel, so the owners, the officers. Um, it is why it's their backgrounds so that the folks that are potentially franchising from you know what your expertise is and why they should trust you within this business industry. Uh, The other thing that it does is it gives the estimated startup costs that a franchisee will have um, in trying to purchase the franchise. So you'll have uh, typically a range. So you say starting up uh, this franchise will be anywhere from 175,000 to 400,000, depending on the real estate, depending on um, the build out cost. So they'll give you um, essentially an itemized, estimated breakdown of what those different expenditures will be. Um, it will go over what it, what's the intellectual property of the company. So what logos do they own? Are they registered logos? Um, what are some of the, um, the, the, the litigious things that they've gone through in the past? So have they been sued? If they've been sued, what type of lawsuits has it been? Um, and what have, what have some of the outcomes of those lawsuits been? Um, as well as they'll tell you where they offer franchises. So every state that they have a franchise in, um, how many franchises they have in those states, all of that stuff has to be disclosed. So it literally is everything, everything about the business. Um, This document, if you're looking to franchise your business, is one that you must take seriously because if you do not accurately represent yourself within the franchise disclosure document, you are leaving yourself open to a potential lawsuit. So the FDD within it also has the franchise licensing agreement. So the franchise licensing agreement is the actual uh, document that is signed. It's the contract between the franchisor and the franchisee. So when you are when you're looking at drafting that, you have to be cognizant of a few things. One is you as a franchisor 
you have a brand, you have a system. So a franchise is, is a whole business model, a whole system that you are um, essentially licensing to somebody so that, that, so that they can pick it up from your location, bring it to wherever they are, drop it in, and it's supposed to look, feel, taste, and, and sound the same as every other franchise unit that you have out there. So with that, you have to look at this franchise licensing document and you have to say, okay, well, what are the things that I must have my franchisee do in order to keep our brand consistent across the board? So that's everything from how do they use the brand? Um, that's everything from what vendors are they allowed to use? So most, franchise, uh, most franchises have uh, selected vendors and they have, they have authorized vendors that, that the franchisees are only allowed to work through. So if you're in food, that's huge because, uh, you know, you need to make sure that you have quality food. Um, if you are producing widgets, you know, the, the vendor selection is making sure that you have quality widgets. And that also goes for um, POS systems as well as accounting software, just making sure that everything is uni universal within, uh, within your franchise units. The, the, the other thing is, uh, real estate. So um, are you going to allow the franchisee to just pick out wherever they want to go? Um, do you have a real, a real estate company that's going to oversee um, the real estate units that are, that are being leased, that are being rented? And that's important because you don't just want your stores to pop up anywhere. You want to make sure that uh, that your your brand is placed in the right type of neighborhood, neighborhood in the right type of environment for the culture that you're trying to build. So if you are if you're looking at um, something that you know is needs to be placed in a heavily populated area, so it's a place that has heavy foot traffic, you don't want it to be out in a remote suburb somewhere, right? Um, or if it is, you have to make it look or feel a little bit different. So um, and then, you know, everything down to to litigation or dispute resolution to um, renewal terms. So how long does this um, fr initial franchise license agreement last? What are some of the things that you have to see and then expansion? So um, what territory do they have initially? Are they only are you only licensing them one franchise unit? Do they have the ability to expand or the, fir the right the first right of refusal to um, to add on another unit in a different area? A different territory. So um, territories are typically broken down either by zip codes or by um, you know or by a radius. So if you open up a store on Block X within a 12 or 15 mile radius, you will you promise the franchisee that you will not allow another franchisee to open up. So uh, that's all very important because you're you're building a system, but you're also creating um, you're creating a network of individuals who are supposed to be helping you profit. Because again, one of the most important things that's in there is the franchise fee. So the royalties, the upfront payments, um, and understanding how those payments are break down, are broken down along with um, the, the marketing aspect. So how much are they going to pay into the marketing and um, the, uh, the advertising budget that the, uh, that the main company, that your company as a franchisor is going to put forth. So typically it's 1%, maybe 2%, um, but all of the franchisees pay in so that you as the franchisor can put together universal campaigns that will span across the nation or in whatever states you're registered in. I mean, then the last thing to understand is that on a state-based level, 
there are three different types of states. There are non-registration states, there are filing states, and then there are registration states. So filing states, you just have to file the FDD and all of these other documents. Um, in the um, registration states, you actually have to register. And typically in registration states, you also have to um, open an escrow account because a lot of people think that once you get a franchisee that wants to buy in, they write you a check for that upfront payment, give it to you, and you could do what you want. doesn't work like that. Um, they write you a check. You have to put it in escrow until you, as the franchisor, fulfill your obligations, and then it's released from the escrow account to you. So again, that's just some of the things that as a franchisor you have to do. It's heavily regulated. And um, if you are looking to franchise your business, make sure that you reach out to professionals within that industry to help guide you so that you are not making missteps. Once again, this has been Legally Binding brought to you by Jackson Corporate Law. For more information, visit our website, www.jacksoncorporatelaw.com. And of course, don't forget to follow us on all forms of social media and subscribe to our podcast so that you can receive updates on each newly released episode. Until next time, we wish you continued success in life and in business.